Moku, hit that shell, bro. Hit him. podcast the podcast that answers the question bro if if you could would you bro that's not that's not, that's the question we answer on this show bro okay you know why you know why a dog licks his the cat right because he can okay he can but all the uncles in the house it's like what they're cracking up they they, they high-fiving each other they're putting them on speaker everything bluetooth yeah okay hey we, we gotta say mahalo start with the attitude of gratitude and uh, Mahalo people in the United States, there's three states that lead like everybody else. And then there's a big drop. Okay, so the first state is California. We like to say Mahalo to the Golden State. And then the great state of Texas. Bro, the great state of Texas. They're coming in at number two. There's more people listening to us in Texas, right, than Hawaii <laughs> and California. Okay, but that, we hope they're going to change. Bro, we, we try. So if you guys listening in Hawaii now, the third state is Hawaii. So you guys listening in Hawaii, please send this to your aunties. <laughs> send this to your uncles. Send this to the, send this to your family in the mainland. Send, send them. Okay, we need Hawaii people. And then we're looking. <laughs> we're looking. You see, I thought, right, when we was going to start this thing, right, I thought that we was going to, you know, going to be like the radio, right? So everybody on Oahu going to hear about them and they're going to jump on. No, wrong. <laughs> That's not how it works. But anyway, local people, please pass them around. Tell your friends. Okay. So, uh, and then, then all the states kind of fall, you know, after that. Kentucky is our most recent state. So we've got 30 states now. Used to be 29 for a long time. We're working on more. Uh, we'd like to say mahalo to Ireland, the Netherlands, Ghana, Canada, United Kingdom, Bangladesh, Poland, Australia, Brazil, Slovakia, Philippines, Germany, South Africa, Italy, Russia, Japan, France, Belgium, Peru, Romania, Vietnam, Israel, and Austria. And uh, just to give you an idea, we're up to uh, 69%, well, actually down. Apple Pod- Well, Apple Podcast is down because Spotify is up. Spotify is up to 14% right now. Okay, and other, so other meaning like Google Podcasts, I got 10%, Anchor 6%, Apple Podcasts 69%, and our demos is 35 to dead with a little bit of 23 to 27 year olds. (laughs) So we'd like to salute you, 23 to 27 year olds. Thank you very much. The 60 plus, actually, because we've been, we've been advertising on Facebook, and the 60 plus is actually, uh, the, the big demo right now. So they're coming in at 73% because they're dominating. Okay, all the uncles, you know, and, and the uncles, brother, and they know me from when, you know, back in the day, 
uh, the local uncles anyway, right here in Hawaii. And they're going, bro, you know what, bro, he was nothing back in the day, but he's still nothing. You're right. They, 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 and they drink it. You go, bro, you know what, this punk is nothing. <laughs> That's what they do, bro. That's what they do. Okay, so male is 89%, females 10%. Okay, so so we're losing the female. We, we're gaining on the male end. That's all it is. That's all it means. More guys, uh, you know, recently would check us out. That's all it means. So so on today's podcast, man, I wanted to talk about, because, we, you know, this is politics season. And every political season, bro, right? Every political season, you know, you get this, you get all this, this, these battles between now and red and blue. And, bro, this is the biggest battle for your life on this election. Because without, without this, we were all going to turn socialism. The whole world could be socialism. The United States is the last stand. That's what, they, that's what they're telling people. And and for the most part, I think they're right. I think the United States is the last stand. Now, here's, what, here's the way I'm thinking, right? Now, are we looking at this that, you know, like, like this is the last stand? Or you look the other way. We're the only guys not on board yet. Which way is it, Right? That all depends on who you ask, right? Because now there's plenty of guys, right, that will put on the uniform and fight for the flag overseas. I got the biggest amount of respect for military people. I can't even tell you. I can't tell you. I know, I know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, but, but uncle, you know, some of these military guys, right? No, I know. I know the military is commanded by people and you got to listen, right? Well, and, and that's the whole thing. I think the younger generation has a listening problem. I, maybe I don't know, and you know I'm not sure because, like I said, I look at two sides, right? Mm-hmm. If you're only looking at one side, right? And you can, I mean, you know, okay. So plenty of people put on a uniform. They died for the country. They died for our freedoms, you know. And now we got the majority of the world, okay? Because we were the leaders in the world, and we still are for a lot of stuff. Yeah, there are other countries like China that's coming up and they they buying a lot of stuff, they building a lot of stuff, right? Where did the money come from? Exactly. Walmart. Okay, thank you very much. But but no, I mean, you know, the Chinese are hard workers, right? I tell you that. If they're working hard, they're working hard for global domination, right? Okay, if you belong to one train of thought. Now the other train of thought is that well. The, the world is already controlled and you're watching a puppet show, okay? And and the puppet show is like, are these people in the United States just going to give up their freedoms or do we have to, you know, do we have to kick this up and ratchet it up to a new level, right? For Because you look at stuff, okay? So, like I said, we're the only holdouts. We're the only holdouts in the world now. Are we going to hang? How long? How long can we hold out, Hawaiians? How long can we hold out? And like I said, if you're in Vietnam right now, right, you're an honorary Hawaiian during this podcast. How long can we hold out in America is what I'm saying. You know, so it's kind of like America against the world, right? Now, we know, <clears throat> we know that that in, in America, we have military superiority. We know that. The Chinese, if the Chinese wanted to pick a fight with the United States, okay, um, I don't think that would, and they know, trust me, they know that is not the thing to do, okay? It's not. Uh, our military is better, guarantee. 
And now we've beefed up the military. President Trump has put more money into the military. Now, this is not a pro-Trump podcast. This is not what I do, and I'm just saying what happened. Okay. And and a lot of jobs was created, and then the virus came and everything went south, right? Everything went down. And that's what happens in a virus. I mean, go look at the Spanish flu and go look at the pictures. If you guys are not too cool on reading, that's right. Go look at the pictures. It tells the story. It tells the same story. Okay? So on the political side of stuff, you see, you know, the red, the blue, the debates, all this stuff. On the other side of the fence, right? Yeah, you get the guys that uh, call the shots, the shot callers of the planet. And the shot callers of the planet are not the Republicans and Democrats. I'm sorry. Okay, you got to go a little bit higher than that. Okay, you're going you're gonna to get into Freemasonic orders. Okay, and when you get to the top of the pyramid, you're going you're gonna to knock on the door and when Jesuit going to answer. Okay, and that's, 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 you know, that's all I'm going to say. Cause I, you know, it, it's not that, I mean, a lot of people know this. A lot of people know this. If you don't know this, if you are hearing this for the first time, let me give you a scenario, okay? All right, because you, you're listening and you're going, huh? And the huh going all the way up, huh? Right, right, okay, all right. So, now, let me let me give you a scenario. The Pope came to visit the United States, okay? And this is a couple years ago, he came. And CNN, MSNBC, CBS, it, everything, the, the news media, everybody, right? television in general was focused on the Pope. And they focused on the plane coming in for a landing, right? They focused on the on the Pope leaving the plane, shaking hands, a motorcade, right? all, all of the whole thing, right? Then he went, he said mass, right? all that stuff. Happened. The TV cameras was on. Okay, the TV cameras was rolling. Okay, and everything. And then pretty soon he went some other place, right? The, for everybody followed, the cameras was on. Bro, I was watching Fox News the whole day. I think it was on five-hour trip. He was he was in uh, New York, I think, five hours or something like that, right? And then and then he left, right? And they showed the the Pope going to the plane, walking up on the plane, and now the whole time this thing is rolling on Fox News, okay? And then he he's in the plane, and then they watch the plane take off, and then they get back to the programming, okay? So here's the thing, right? With all these television stations and all these news stations and all these guys covering the Pope, I mean, every minute of the Pope, not not like, okay, here's the Pope landing, okay, we're going to cut away, all right, we'll be back for the Mass. And then they come in the Mass, and no, no, this is like blow by blow, every step was on TV, right? So you got to ask yourself, how much money was that, that, that the advertising money that they didn't sacrifice, how much money was that? The answer was tens of millions of dollars in a matter of five hours. Okay, so I can tell you, I can tell you how expensive TV is. Okay, and they, I mean that is local TV. Okay, because you can go buy one schedule, you know, on KHON or whatever, right? Like the local TV stations, or you can go national and place a buy with Fox News. Now that that's big dollars. That's big dollars. Okay, locally you can spend about twenty grand for a year, for maybe six months to a year of advertising, depending on what you do, depending on how much you get, depending on what what you're running, you know. 
but in the mainland, Fox News, bro, that's big time. Okay, now not just Fox News, Fox News, MSNBC, all these guys. When you add up all the commercials that they was missing in those five hours that the Pope was here, you end up with tens of millions of dollars. Okay, so you gotta ask yourself, why were the what 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 made them sacrifice all that money that they was making? And the answer is because the boss was in town. The boss was in town. Okay, now if you if you do some research, you will find right, that there is a contract for the Western Hemisphere. Okay, the Western yes, I said hemisphere. <laughs> I said hemisphere, right? Yeah. So from from the top is Canada all the way down to the very bottom tip of South America. Okay, there's a contract for the whole thing. Right? So you remember when they was doing the Euro, right? Now they, they broke them up, people exiting, right? They all, you know, they're all mad with each other. Right? Okay, they was designing the Amero at that time. And then they was gonna, right? And then they had one for Asia. And then the plan was, okay, we're gonna unite everybody under this one world government, this one, you know. And, and that started falling apart. Okay, now when things fall apart, okay? People gotta people gotta resort to like Plan B, Plan C, or if they no more on Plan B, they gotta come up with them fast, okay. And this is what I think you're seeing with the events in America, okay. Because for the simple reason always, that God is real. God is real, okay. And and the way you know that God is real is that when you see the bad guys or who whoever you perceive that to be. If you think, you know, so-and-so is... Because, like, the, the Democrats think the Republicans are bad guys and vice versa, right? But when you see the people with ill intent and they, they're making progress, they're making progress, and then there's a threat, right? Because you feel threatened. Your way of life is threatened. You know, it's like, wow, redistribution of wealth. You mean, wait, 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 ho, ho, ho. You mean, I got to take my ranch and I got to cut them in half and give them to these punks? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? And so redistribution of wealth. What? Okay, so so you got a bunch of couch potatoes out there, right? They never did anything in life. And then and then they go, no, you know what? This place would be better if we never have to work. Because earning a living is wrong, right? And then you get the guys, right? The guys who, who whose great grandparents came to the country. You know, and then the grandparents and work hard too. And then, and then the parents will work hard too. You know, those two, three jobs just to send these guys to college. And when they get to college, the, the professor is telling them, uh, well, this country was founded on slavery. And this, this country was, you know, the black people built this country because, and this was wrong because the white people that, you know, and then you get the racial division. Then you get all this. And pretty soon these kids, right, who was raised on video games and pop tots, right, and they, they're in the class and they, oh, really? And so now you're shaping the future. These, these prof liberal professors in liberal Masonic colleges are shaping these thoughts in these kids. So pretty soon it's like, hey, hey, yeah, you know what? Mr. Jones, he live up on a hill in a big mansion. Hey, we, we need that mansion. We're going to take them from him and we'll open them to everybody. So, <laughs> so, so Mr. Jones becomes threatened, okay? Because he don't like give up his mansion. He worked hard for that mansion. You see what I'm saying? 
And sometimes, you know, the way it works, right? You climb the corporate ladder, you work hard, you work hard, you work hard. Pretty soon your health is going down, going down, going down. And then what happens? Well, all that money that you spent to work hard, you got to pay the doctor now for make you well. <laughs> you know, you, you get this going wrong and that going wrong. And, you know, so I'm just telling you guys that it's all relevant. Okay. But it, it depends on what side of the fence you're on, what your understanding is, and what, and what your perspective is. Right. It's all about it. Right. It's, it's all about that. Because so there's a lot of I know a lot of rich people and they're really good people and they provide jobs for other people and I know poor people and they're really good people and they're trying to survive and they're working hard they're working hard okay now I know poor people who don't work hard and they attract everything into their life right and they're poor right they're poor because they you, they get habits that keep them poor okay some 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 is drug habits some is you know different habits but what i'm saying is things just come to them easy okay now there's there's smart people that are rich there's morons that are rich there's crazy people that are rich bro crazy people look at all the stuff that came out during this this virus and you saw these guys with murals on the wall of the kids and you right like weird stuff right Oh, these people, these people were rich people, okay? But then you get the guy right in that house. You remember that guy? He was holding the kids hostages in the, in the basement. He was this Mexican guy, but he wasn't rich, right? But he was doing the same stuff. So, so what I'm telling you guys is, you know, is a lot of people demonize rich people. Okay, go for it. You want to, is that, is that, if that's what you like, do, go ahead, Right? And a lot of people demonize poor people, right? They point the finger at the poor boy. Oh, well, these street people, what are we going to do with them, man? You know, they're bad for business. They're hanging out at the shop and they're causing everybody all kind of, you know, nobody wants to come around now. You see, you see what I'm saying? So, so you, you have division in just about everything. You have division. Now, where you don't have division, you're going to have resentment, right? Because... Because sacrifice breeds resentment. Think about it, Heinz. Huh? Think about it. You're in a country, right? If, if you're in a country, different country, not the United States, okay? And these guys are socialists. And the government runs everything, right? Did you know in, in, in certain places in the mainland, like Canada, you got to wait two weeks to see the doctor? Did, did you know? I mean, socialized medicine. Man, you gotta, you gotta make, you make an appointment, right? So, so the good part is the competition over here. Okay? Cause if you don't like this guy, you fire this guy, you hire the other guy, and he gets your business. Right? In, in socialized countries, it don't work that way. You know, it takes two, two weeks to go see one doctor. Now, you know, <laughs> I don't know, you can flip one coin and, and chance the odds. <laughs> you gonna make them? <laughs> you, can you hang for two weeks? You know, you know what I'm saying? Right? And I'm exaggerating to make a point. I'm exaggerating to make a point. And the point is competition is good. The point is that, that commerce can be a beautiful thing. You know, but, but if you're on the wrong side of the fence for you, okay, if you're on the wealthy side, but you're being punished by taxes and all this kind, and then threatened by all this kind, you know, 
and and you set up your Gucci shop, and now these kids are knocking down your walls, <laughs> going in, taking your stuff. You know, you gotta shut down. You gotta take the loss. You gotta, you know, and then your employees. That's the worst part. The employees lose their jobs, right? You know, when they was walking into, bro, they was walking into Rolex in New York, and I was watching that go down, and I was seeing these kids grabbing these these boxes of Rolexes, right? And my only thought was, but well, what is his what is his name on Instagram? Like he the mob, like buy a discount Rolex. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. How is? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I, you know, it ran through my head like. Oh, what if it was us, Hoins? <laughs> right? What if, what if, what if we, you know? But then these kids, right? They started flexing on Instagram, and guess what happened? <laughs> they all got arrested. <laughs> you know, and brother was over. Here. I remember this this kid. You know, he's this African American kid, and he had the he had the rap music playing, right? And he had these Rolexes. He was like flexing. He had like four or five Rolexes. <laughs> He got arrested. Anyway, was funny because, I mean, you know, in the moment, right? Before your karma comes, you balling, right? Before your karma arrives, you balling. Then all of a sudden, oh, here we go, one more in prison, right? But but you know what? So so your actions, right, are gonna get consequences. And no matter where you are on the spectrum, okay, if you're middle income. You know, so so if you're middle income, oh, there's a war waged on middle income. Okay, if if you're wealthy, then oh, there's all these problems that we're dealing with, and you know these these guys they don't appreciate nothing because they're providing jobs, they're doing all kinds of stuff like that, right? Then you get the poor people, right? Oh, we're no more enough. We got you know, and and so in this town, by what I see, right, is these chicks are being overworked. These chicks are having babies every year just to stay on welfare, just just to yeah, just to be supported by the state, and we see that. And you know these girls, right? So in the Bible it says you will know them by their fruits, okay? And I'm not talking to kids. No, they get that baby pouch going on. <laughs> it's almost a square. You know what I'm saying? When they having babies every year, it's almost it's almost like a square. Right? You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not making fun of the girls. I'm just saying that's how you can tell, and we see them, right? And they, you know, and then they got this guy, and the guy is, you know, and his job is uh, surfing, and, <laughs> and he's, he's surfing, right? And he's he's siring these children. He's, he's making these kids. He's out surfing. He's he's doing this, that, whatever, you know. And, and, and they're taking off their Hawaiian bracelets and their jewelry when they go down to the welfare office for their interviews and, and for submit their kind, right? You know, so, so all this stuff is going on at all different levels in society. And then as a whole, right, our democracy is being threatened, okay, because either one or two things is happening. Either one side going to win and they're going to burn down the place and everybody's going to be moved into housing, right? Government, FEMA, management, housing, okay? So everything looks the same. Everybody gets the same. Everybody will wear the same government issue clothes. Everybody, you know. Or the other side going to win and we can hold out four more years, right? Before this whole thing comes back again. Now we know this from the last time when we put when we put a president in the White House that was a businessman, 
right? And he's still there, right? All I know, all I saw was constant, a constant barrage and attack on this guy, right? I never saw that with any other president. I never, even Ronald Reagan was a Republican. He was in, nobody did that to him. I mean, yeah, they, they came out against him, but not like this, but this is different, right? And then you got guys like George Soros, and he finances, he's on the rich side, and he's financing all these kids and giving these kids money, right? And, and so, so they, they get it paid to protest, they're professional protesters, right? And, you know, I, I gotta say, there was a time in my life when I was young, right? And we were the, the protesters. We were the, the guys bucking the system. We were against the rich people. But we never know nothing. We was 14. We was 13, 14. And, and the liberal adults was telling us, hey, come, come with us, right? We go, we go protest. We go, we go, uh, you know, we go hold signs. We go do this. We go do that. And in your mind, when you, when you that age, in your mind, you're going, oh, yeah, I'm going to change. I'm going to change to help change the world. We're going to do something good, right? And, and then, of course, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that tearing down statues is not justified because, you know, those kinds of actions, that kind of protest, okay? I, I'm not saying, there, there's a lot of statues that we shouldn't have up, guarantee. There's a lot of monuments that we shouldn't have up based upon the actions of the people that, that are being honored or whatever, right? Cemented in stone or whatever, the carvings at Mount Rushmore, I don't know, whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that these kids are wrong, okay? I, I'm saying the way that it, it's going about, the way they're going about it is questionable. It's questionable. And, you know, and they're saying, they, they, they're beating the drums very loud right now. And they say, we're not going to give up. And we're going to keep doing this. And we're going to keep at this until we win, right? Okay, so... The, you know, it's like that. So it's okay. So it's people listening to us in, in the mainland and in other parts of the world, I'm going to give a local scenario. And it's called the the little Portuguese guy at the party. Okay. No, the little Portuguese guy at the party. Right. So uh, Portuguese is slang for Portuguese. Okay. No racial. It's just what it is in Hawaii. And, and so this little, this little Portuguese guy at the party, okay, he's like, he's like five, two, five, three, you know, and he's built, he's built pretty solid, but he's a small guy, right? And he goes into the party and he gets drunk and pretty soon these guys carry, the big guys carry him out and they pound him out in the parking lot, right? They punch him out, okay? So this guy, and they leave him in the parking lot. Well, he gets up, he's determined, he goes right back into the party. And cause them out again, right? Now this process keeps going back and forth. Now in this scenario, it would have been easier to kill this guy, right? Because if you don't kill this guy, he's gonna keep coming back, coming back, coming back, and you know, and and at the most, it's it's very irritating. <laughs> it's very because you're trying to you trying to enjoy the party. Whoops! Here he comes again. We're gonna punch him out again. And, and it takes a lot of energy out of the out of the brothers, you see, and so. But that's what's happening on a, on a large scale. These guys are saying, "Hey, we, you can arrest us all you like. We're getting out, and when we get out, we're going right back, and we're going, you know, and we're going to tear down more statues, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that." You know, I personally, for me, right, I have learned 
uh, I've, I've learned something in my life. You know, when you follow the rules, and we need rules. When you follow the rules and when you follow, you know, what the, the, uh, the people, the people elect, you know, politicians, right? And eh, they're not always the most honest people. They're not always the best people, you know, but, but they write the laws. They make the laws. We have a system. And, and yeah, the system ain't the best system, you know, well, the way I look right now, I think we have the best system as far as, as, as far as in the world, right? Globally. I think our system is the best because our system, despite the flaws, right, you can still get ahead in our system, right? But you can only go so far in other systems, you see? And, and it's even more political. It's even, it's even, it's even more tight, you see? But we, we have something special going on in America. And every time we get the political season, right, it kind of amps up again. Everybody starts going again. Everybody starts coming on. And you see who the other people are. And then you see how they behave. And then you see, right? And then you really know, like, oh, wow, I, 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 bro, I knew that guy for 10 years. I never knew he felt like that, right? Because you don't always see this stuff. So politics brings out the best and worst in everybody. Okay, politics is like Christmas. It's like Christmas, Hines. You go down the mall, right, three days before Christmas, and you will see the best and the worst of people. <laughs> you know, I stay away from the malls as much as possible now. But there was a time when, when you know, that was part of my thing. You know, let's take in the season and let's go shopping. And you see some greedy people. You see the most selfish people, right? And then you see the most generous people, the kindest people, the happiest people. You see... And, you know, the bottom line is, Hoines, you cannot make everybody happy. You, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, you see. But I think overall, I think I think we need rules. I think we need laws. I think we need to to have certain guidelines established for, for things in society. You see what I'm saying? But on the other side of the fence, I can understand where these guys are coming from. I really can. Because I understand how the system is rooted in in what it's rooted in and where it goes and 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 who's orchestrating this stuff and how you know basically we're pawns in a game to a certain degree but to another degree we also have control over our destiny okay because god is real and you notice with these guys as soon and i'm not talking about these guys these guys like democrats or republicans i'm talking about the owners people that people the people that own this place okay and it's not you Hawaiians. i know what you're thinking oh i own my own house <laughs> yeah right okay yeah you own the house you you don't own the land <laughs> okay check your deed <laughs> check your deed and then go to black's law dictionary and, and figure them out but but the thing is right you know with with the the laws the way they are the things the way they are and the owners okay when you understand who the owners are, when you understand it, that you're watching this puppet show, and then you go, oh, if the owners decide that we got to go the other way, right, that we got to go socialism, maybe, there's nothing we can do. There's really nothing we can do. Now, we can fight back. You know, there, there was a guy, remember, remember John F. Kennedy, right? John F. Kennedy. And he wanted, he wanted to change the country. And he wanted to change the world. And he almost succeeded. Almost. Right? 
and and you know what happened to John F. Kennedy. Okay, so there's things like that, and there's there's you know, uh, Don Ho told me one time. I know you guys in Cleveland. You guys go okay. Who's Don Ho? Okay, so for for you guys, just Google Don Ho. Right, uh, his last name is H O. Right, he was he was the first worldwide. Well, maybe maybe the second, but uh, in his day, the the, the most popular uh, uh, person from Hawaii. Okay, Duke Kahanamoku was was before him, and then him, and then you know, and then everybody else. But uh, you know, he told me one time. He told me ambition is a sin, and he he wasn't he wasn't lecturing me or anything. We was in the dressing room. Right, and and just we was having a drink, and and he was very quiet. He's a very quiet, humble, uh, humble guy, and he was just sitting down having a drink. You know, it was me and him, and and uh, he looked over at me and he said, "Ambition is a sin." And I was like, "Oh, see, I, I didn't know how to take that." And they go, "Oh, okay." You know, and, and I was I was like 18, 19, you know, and I was I was just taking them in. I was taking in information, you know, and then when I started on my drive, right, and I mean drive, you know, I had drive, push, 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 boom, 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 like that, right? And the harder I pushed, the more the opposition pushed, right? The blockers, the guys that, you know, wanted to take me down or get rid of me or whatever, they, they tried really hard. I, I got to, I got to. I gotta thank them and be grateful for them because if not for them, bro, I would, you know, I wouldn't be here. I, w- I wouldn't be, you know, where I am in 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 my life. In, in other words, and I, I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about possessions or anything. I'm talking about character. I'm talking about understanding. I'm talking about, you know, realizing what what life is all about, right? Because sometimes. You get carried away with the pushing. You get so involved in, okay, I got to gotta make this happen. Got to make that happen. Got to do this. Got to do that. And then when you get to that point where you have, uh, when you accomplish the stuff, right? And then you go, wait a minute. You know, when I got to my Waikiki show, I was standing on a stage going, you know what? This is just a big baby party. I mean, you know, so, so at that point, I understood what was going on in the early days. You know, and in the early days, the the show wasn't. You know, it looked good from the outside. It looked totally different from the outside, and and it's almost like a spell that they cast over you. You know, on TV, you see the. You know, now it's on YouTube. It's all. You know, and it, but when you in it, when when you gotta go to work and do it, you know, and and instead of just watch, when you watch it, you go, oh, I wanna be in it, and then when you in it, then you get in it, you go. Oh, this is what it is. Uh, it's it's a lot of work, and <laughs> you know, it's just work. Yeah, it's just work. But what kind of work you want to do? That's the question. You you want to do this, or you want to go work and and you know do that over there, or whatever that is, you know. But but in in the in the politics scene and you know all this stuff, right? It 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 all plays out according to what's in it for you and your choices, and and then. We have the collective, right? We have the country as a whole. Now, we're going to see what happens with this election. But I tell you, we have owners, okay? And the thing you don't know when you're on the ambition train, the thing you don't know, right, is that no matter where you get to, I don't care if you're making $10 million a year, I don't care if you're making $100 million or or $5 a month, okay, that you you're not gonna get to the point where you get up 
<clears throat> and you wake up in the morning and you go, yes, I have arrived. You're not going that that will not happen. That will not happen. You know, that happens occasionally when you win an Academy Award or when you you know when I got when I got my first national award, right? I got my first national award in, in nineteen ninety four. And and I was like, oh wait, ninety six. Ninety six, I'm sorry, ninety six. I got my first national award in nineteen ninety six. And it it lasted for about a couple of days. Okay, just like when you buy a new car, you know when you buy a new car, like I get new cars like every every three years I get new cars. Now I lease, I used to buy, right? I used to buy, own them for three years, trade them in, and next, so you know, pretty soon you start losing money that way. And, and but I had to learn, right? So, you know, but the first step was knocking down the wall to get into the brand new car dealership. See, if you if you have good used car in your head, it's very difficult to to break that and go into the the new car state of mind. See, but what I'm getting at, right, is with that you know new car. It, yeah, it's a new car. It's 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 beautiful. It's you know it's all bro. It's all that for a couple of weeks. Then it's just a car. Okay? But is that what you really want to drive? You see? So so with your occupations, right? You know, for for our the state of our of our union, right? How you like them, Hawaiians? How you like them? You know, is this really the way you want to live with this system? This system does punish a lot of people. It's true. This system punishes a lot of rich people. And it punishes a lot of poor people. It does. There are many casualties to commerce, to capitalism. There's many casualties to capitalism. Okay? But what's the alternative? Okay? You got to look at the other side. So, it might, to some people, it might look like, hey, that's, that's, that's where we should be. Right? Until you get there. And then when you get there, you go, oh, man, nah, this is a mistake. We, should, we shouldn't have done this. Right? Well, by that time, guess what? It's too late. You know, I'm just giving you stuff to think about. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm giving you ideas and, and, you know, check them out. Figure them out for yourself what works for you. But I can tell you from personal experience, okay, the new car, the first new car, it, it was the feeling, the accomplishment feeling was awesome for a couple of days. Because I couldn't believe it. I was driving this state-of-the-art sports car down the highway, paddle shifters, everything, right? And and I couldn't believe. It took it took a few days to set in. I couldn't believe it was it was real. I had to try pinch myself or all of that. I'm I'm speaking figuratively, but I'm telling you, I had I had a problem with accepting in the first few days. I had to go look in the garage. Is it still there? I had to go look. Is it still there? Oh, wow, still there. Yeah, I had to, I had to use the paddle shifters there. You know, now I get, I get paddle shifters in my car now. I never use them. <laughs> I hardly ever use them. Sometimes I use them because I go, you know what? I, I better use this a few times before I get my next car. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, I'm just saying, I'm not flexing. I'm not, I'm not showing off here. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to paint one picture for you. Now, I had a $400 Toyota. But right before that, before the $400, see the $400 Toyota saved my life. Okay? Because right before that, 
I had on 402 Trans Am. Yeah, with the big slick tires on the back, everything. This this puppy was outfitted for racing. Okay, and it and it had we had a roll bar <laughs> in the car. I had a roll bar, bro. We had everything, and we was coming down this highway, right? So you guys in the mainland, there's this highway, and there's a long highway, and there's this bridge, and we were flying down that that highway at 130 miles an hour one night. And I was I was trying to show my friend who was blind what 130 miles an hour feels like, right? Because he cannot see. And so I rolled down the window, and he couldn't stick his hand out the window. Right? So he felt he felt how fast it was going, right? And 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 he was you know and then so so uh, this guy that I know said, well you know of course he likes going fast. He has no conceptualization of, of what a crash feels looks like right if he saw and crash he would be scared and i'm like well how come i'm not scared i mean <laughs> so so you never know how other people are thinking right you know but but yeah my friend that was blind oh he wow he was down and so yeah let's do this let's go right and and so both of us was a little crazy in that way because we never care you know, we're just we're just going. We're just having fun. We're just having fun with our life. I'm still having fun with my life. I'm not going 130 miles at all. That's for sure. Those days are gone, Alliance. But I'm just saying. I'm, I'm illustrating the point. And and the point is that right before that $400 Toyota, there was that $8,000 Trans Am back in the day. It was pretty cheap, eight grand. And this guy, this guy redid them. It was all homegrown. He he put his own parts. He did everything. And then, and then, uh, the thing was, you know, at uh, the thing was for sale. Good used car, right? And um, he got so many tickets. Right? I got so many speeding tickets. I was like on my last ticket, right? And my fiance, she wasn't my fiance yet. She was my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and and she said. You, 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 you know you cannot do this, right, anymore. And I was like, okay, I'm going to marry this girl. She got, you know, because I was planning already. You know, I was planning for Pop the Question everything. And uh, <laughs> so so then, then she came and, and she moved in with me and, and we got engaged and the conversation continued. And it went down the road. We was, was in the Trans Am for a little while more. And and I had points against me. I, I was ready to lose my driver's license. I, probably my insurance was skyrocketing, right, because of this Trans Am that I had fun with. And this was not a midlife crisis. I was, I was like, I was, I was thirty years old, right. So this wasn't a midlife crisis. This was crazy. <laughs> this was just crazy, right. But but you know, and she talked to me a couple of times. Finally, I said, okay, all right, all right, all right. And we got rid of the Trans Am. And this girl that was, her name was Lydia. And she was working at this place I was working at. And she was selling her car because she bought a new car. And she was selling her car for $400. What a blessing, right? I gave her the $400. And we named the car Lydia. We named the car Lydia after her. And that car saved probably saved my life but i tell you what it saved my driver's license it saved my insurance bro top speed on the freeway 55 top speed 
Okay, no matter how hard you, you press the accelerator, that puppy would not go over 55, right? I couldn't even make 60 on the speed limit on the east, on the, on the kind, on the, down the, down the, uh, down the leeward side. I, I couldn't even hit 60, going back 55, no matter what, 55, 55. But that helped, right? So I was totally grateful for that car. That car started to fix my life up. You know, and that was the beginning, right? When I was 30, that was the beginning of, okay, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, let's rearrange this life. Let's start to fix this thing because, uh, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You see? And, and that's important, Hawaii. So when you look out at this political landscape, okay, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, you know, okay, is this better? Or let, let's look at other countries and see what their track record is. You know, let's look at Canada. You got to wait two weeks to go see the doctor. Jeez, over here, bro. I made a telephone call the other day. Okay, I got, I got, I got a hold of my doctor right away. She showed up on my phone, right? You know, the Skype thing, right? And it, boom, right there, you know, wrote me the prescription that night. Okay, just in a matter of hours, because I never like going traffic. I never like go daytime. Matter of hours, that night, picked up my, my prescription, boom, right there. See? That does not happen in Canada, not in not in certain parts of Canada anyway, and that does not happen in certain socialized countries. Okay, that does not just doesn't it just doesn't work like that. Okay, but there's other there's other HMOs than the one I go to. See, and they know that that I can go to another HMO. So these guys, right? The HMO makes these guys be up on the game all the time. You see now. Would you like to live in a country like that, despite the casualties? Because I tell you, there's, there's there's other casualties that you're gonna encounter in socialism and communism. Okay, <laughs> go find out how many people disappear in China, Hawaiians, and when you figure that out, you're gonna say, "Oh, oh sorry, I, I I gotta go, Hawaiians." Anyway, but yeah, get drawbacks for everything, Hawaiians. Okay, how you like them? How you like them, Hawaiians? How you like them? Hey, we'd like to thank all the sponsors, Island Club and Spa, brother Andy, sister Jerry. Oh, we hope we hope tier two comes pretty soon for Hawaii. Uh, we're trying to get out of this quarantine stuff. Yeah. We also like to thank Voice Master Enterprises, family of service companies, and AFMHawaiiMusic.com, featuring the music of Mr. Darren Chinen. Download them from iTunes, and until next time, I'm Junior Kekoe, I'm a junior, saying mahalo and aloha. Oh,